The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour two of VSIN Primetime alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Hour number two, we've got some college hoops coming up. Sean's Duke Blue Devils about to hit the floor against NC State, UVA, and Clemson. Uh, that number sitting at seven, seven, I believe. Um, by the way, uh, we just uh, talked some NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks going for win number fifteen in a row, Mister King. Been pretty impressive. They are a six and a half point road favorite against the Brooklyn Nets. We also have the Lakers on the floor tonight, catching nine and a half against Memphis. No LeBron James. All right. So yesterday, Sean, you said you wanted to do some sort of draft, and we gave the rules and interpretation to producer Britain. Mm-hmm. I have not had any input in this. Me either. So, but I like it. So this is this is how it's going to be. Uh, it's good. We're going to play it out. So we each are going to we're going to have a, each pick four teams. Look at these in depth breakdown of rules we have here. This is this is this is what they call entertaining radio when you're reading rules. But we have a March Madness draft. We're each going to pick a team from. Group A, Group B, Group C, and Group D. Group A will all consist of teams 10 to 1 or shorter. Group B is in that middle range, teens to 20. Group C, 25 to 40. And then Group D, your longer shot. So I would say this, Sean. If you do want to pick someone outside of 
the 10 so teams in Group D, I would say that's fair. If you want to go yeah, Arkansas, yeah. uh, whatever it may yeah, be, absolutely. you can go with that as well. Yeah. So uh, we'll go in order. So uh, the way that he has broken it down, teams from Group A okay. will receive A points for each win in the NCAA tournament. Group B, one and a half points for each win. Group C, two points. And then Group D, two and a half points. When the tournament concludes, the host whose teams accrue the most points is the March Madness Draft Champion of the World. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Group A, Sean King. All right. Now, you going first or I'm going first? Whatever you want. Okay. Do you want to go? You want the first pick? No, you go ahead. You go first. I'll let you go first. All right. Let's, let's just determine once again. This is riveting stuff here. Uh, let's determine. Is it a snake draft? So if I go first, do you get two? It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. All right. So do you want the first pick or do you want to defer to the second half? Uh, I'll defer. All right. So I get the first selection. I actually think that's a, a smart move to defer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am now picking from a group of Houston, six to one, Kansas, eight to one, Alabama, eight to one, UCLA, ten to one, and Purdue, ten to one. So I'm going to. Cross out Purdue. I don't want them. Uh, I don't really want Alabama. Can you just pick? Sean, do you, have you never worked in this industry before? The people don't want to know who you don't want. They want to know who you're taking. I'm narrowing down my options. Can you mentally do it? Yes, because that is riveting stuff when no one talks. It's like when you well, watch, you only it's like when you watch hockey options. games. In group A, you have hey, five hey, options. hey. You just eliminated two of them, so you're picking from three teams. Just because you ran a four seven seven, and the internet has proved it out, don't get mad at me. All right, feet don't fail me now. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Cougars. I'm gonna go with right. Houston at six. So I was in a no lose situation here because if you took Houston, I was taking Kansas. If you took Kansas, I was taking Houston. All right, and I was really comfortable with either selection. So I'm gonna go Kansas. Um, this is about um. Uh, Overall win. So I do think Kansas makes a run. I would have preferred Houston, but um, that's okay. So, so I get- let me let me clarify something, Producer Britton. If one of the team, I guess they just get a bunch of points, right? If we pick a team that ultimately wins the championship, let's say Houston wins it, that's so six if you points. Have a group so D- you could still lose right. if a, you have the champion. A Group D team that makes the Sweet 16 that's is worth of- more than a Group A team that wins the national title. Uh, yeah. A group D team would have to win, go no, to the Elite they- Eight. Well, right, through the, through the Sweet 16. Yeah, that's that right. usually people would say reaches the Elite Eight. Oh, yeah, I could I, I could have worded it yeah. different. All right, so, all right, so your I got selection, Kansas. Kansas. And I'm going, I'm going with a team Houston. that I've been high on all year, and I, I just think they're going to be very dangerous come tournament time. And this group consists of uh, Arizona, Baylor, Tennessee, Texas, and UConn. And if Chris Beard was still the head coach at Texas, I would take Texas, but because he's not, I'm going with the Arizona Wildcats. I think they're a really talented team. I think they have a heck of an opportunity to to get her done come uh, March Madness. So I do have a future on Arizona at twenty two to one. Uh, got that last week at Circa, but now they are not available, and that's fine. I will roll with Baylor. Uh, the worry and hesitation I have with the Bears certainly their defense, eighty fifth right now in defensive efficiency, but they are elite offensively, big time guards in the backcourt, and feels like they're getting. They're getting right. Uh, they did lose two games last week. Nice win over Texas this weekend. And then, you know, who would have bet against them last night? I mean, that was a smash spot 
for them against Oklahoma State. No dopes out there would ever take Oklahoma State. So I will roll with Baylor. So my two selections uh, deep in the heart of Texas. I got Mm -hmm. Houston and Baylor. Sean has Kansas and Arizona. And now we head to Group C. So is it my selection now? Yeah, yours. All right, so Group C... Ooh, this is a juicy one. This is really good. I got about four teams in here. I, I like. know. Gonzaga, 25 to 1. Indiana, 25 to 1. I like both of those teams. Creighton, 30 to 1. TCU, 30 to 1. I've got a future on TCU and Creighton. UVA, 35 to 1. No, thank you. St. Mary's, 35 to 1. No, thank you. Marquette, my guys. Shaka. By the way, how's Shaka doing right now? I think they're winning. Shaka, 35 to 1. So that is the group we're picking from here. So once again, Group C. For those of you listening with us and riveting stuff here, um, Group C will receive two points for each win. You know what, Sean? I'm going to go with Indiana here. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Hoosiers. I I was debating between. I really think there's a bunch of good options here. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with a team that a lot of people were high on coming into the season. I almost took TCU here, Tim, but I just don't think they're going to be completely healthy, and I don't trust them if they're not. I'm going to go Creighton. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Creighton here at 30-1. to 1. A lot of people had them as their preseason, like, dark horse to make it, uh, what was it, Kalkbrenner is how you say his Brian name? Brian Kalkbrenner, yeah. Yeah, he got in, he got mono or something, didn't he? He had yep. to miss, like, Early two season. weeks. And they lost some games, and people kind of got off the wagon. But since he's been back, they, they've been spectacular at times and solid the other times. So I'll go Creighton here, although this was a tough one because I could have took TCU or Marquette or even St. Mary's. I got to because I definitely think St. Mary's is a Sweet 16 team. I think they, you know, play solid. But I'm going to go with Creighton now. Group D for me. So recap real tough. quickly. Sean has Kansas at a Group A, Arizona Group mm-hmm. B, Creighton Group C. Yep. My three are Houston, Baylor, and I went with Indiana. My second selection would have been Gonzaga, but ultimately I rolled with the Hoosiers there. And now Group D is that longer shot field, and we've got some interesting options in this group, including. Your beloved so, Dukey Blue Devils. Here's what's hard for me. If I don't take Duke and they win, like I can't really like, I can't show up to work. But if I take Duke, I know they could very easily lose in the first round of March of, of the tournament. They just can't because they don't, don't consistently score. But they're big, they're long, they play defense. They're playing better. And I really want to take Arkansas here, but I'm not. Okay. I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand strong. Arkansas would have. I am going. Arkansas, by the way, would have fit the group. They're forty to one at that MGM. I am going with the Cameron Crazies. Stay with my my my. What I've always been, which is a diehard Duke men's basketball fan. They're sitting there fifty to one, unlikely, but since I only get one choice, there's no way that I could have them in the group and not take them, and then they win. I couldn't live with myself. So, for clarification, right. This has to be 40 to 1 or longer, Britain. Is right. that correct? Yes. All right. Can you look and confirm right yeah, here? You can get Kentucky. I don't care about that. I'm going to go BBN, Big Blue Nation here. Yeah. I, 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 We're both on the same thing, kind it, of. It, it's, it's a what can they be, right. right? They could lose in the first round. Duke, too. But they could be in the final four. You're right. So I'm going to take Kentucky. as uh, So the other options, Miami, Xavier, Kansas State, Iowa State, Illinois, Rutgers, Texas A&M, San Diego State. I'm going to take Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to hope that Big Blue Nation hits a, a North Carolina run like uh, like last year. So that'll be my uh, longer shot. So you're on Duke. I'm on Kentucky. And there you go. There's our 
There's our group. How many cigars is this worth? One? Uh, two? Let's go ten. <laughs> no. I mean, you get four teams. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, let's go nine. <laughs> You're so desperate. You're down 60. I mean, we're talking about a, a tournament with 64 teams. We're talking about 68. this is like a four-week deal. So first off, because our year-long pick competition was one cigar, there's no way you can convince me because you're desperate and trying to throw if up you Hail Marys. Up, I'd go with 10. No, you wouldn't. I, I mean, if you if I was up, yes, I would. There's no way you would. We're so terrible on offense. Good God <laughs> almighty. How about this? The difference in points is the amount of cigars. Is the amount of cigars. I'm, I'm cool with that. All right. You got that, Britain? Difference in points is the amount Ooh, of cigars. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So let's Sean's go. group A selection was Kansas. So for each win Kansas gets in the NCAA tournament, that is one point. Mm -hmm. He has Arizona at a group B. Each win is one and a half points. He has Creighton in group C, two points for each win. And then Dukey sitting there as his group D team. My four, Houston at a group A, Baylor at a group B, Indiana group C, and then Big Blue Nation out of group D. Hopefully... I'm not mad at your four. Hopefully these four teams don't end up in the same region. Right. Because that would suck. <laughs> so we will see. I mean, is we Kentucky see. even a lock right now to yeah. get in? Yes, they are. Okay, they've played their way in the last couple of weeks. They're a... Right now... At Bracket Matrix, they are a the last six seed. And what is Duke currently? Seven seed. Okay. So they're around the same. Yeah. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Can you tell your Duke Blue Devils to pick it up a little bit? Four to four? Goodness gracious. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champ, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN Primetime. Got a full slate of college hoops going on. Yes, we do. Sean's Duke Blue Devils early deficit against the Wolfpack. Wolfpack. And, uh, We've got uh, Virginia and Clemson going on for bounce-back spot, maybe, for Virginia. We'll see. Uh, back-to-back losses and a uh, loaded NBA slate. LeBronless Lakers in action in just a little bit. And to talk more NBA, we bring in from Rotowire, Alex Barutha. Follow him on Twitter at Alex underscore NBA Rutha, which is, uh, I love his Twitter handle. Um, Alex, before we get to, I know you've got some plays in pocket here tonight, but I, I do want to hit on a game that's later tonight and that's regarding the uh, the Blazers against the Golden State Warriors where Damian Lillard's over under in points is 37 <laughs> and a half. He went off for 71 in his last game and here he is. The number is 37 and a half. Uh if if I made you play it, what would you do with this number, Alex? I actually think I would go over. It's, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but this Warriors team, like, they don't have anybody to guard him. I mean, maybe they'll try putting Clay Thompson on him, right? But Thompson's not the kind of defender he used to be, especially guarding small, quick guards like Lillard. I mean, even since January, I mean, since the calendar turned to 2023, Lillard's 36 and a half a game. I just checked our numbers at Rotowire. You take everybody on the Blazers that won't be playing tonight. Lillard's usage rate with all those guys off the court is 51%. 
is completely absurd. So yeah, I think I, if you made me, I think I would actually go over. It's it's wild, but I mean, and we were just talking to Rick Campbell about this, Sean. You can't blame the books. I mean, the dude's averaging forty points a game in the month. Yeah, what do you think about Peyton being a matchup for for Lillard? I thought that's my that might be who uh, Golden State would put on him. I think I mean I think it would be smart to do that. The the question at some point is just the volume of shots Lillard is going to get. Like Lillard's taken 68 shots from the field in the past two games. He took 22 threes when he scored 71. Like you could put Peyton on him and try to limit Lillard, but if he takes 30 shots, you know, you'd think he'd at least get the 37. But yeah, I, I assume it will be Peyton that's on him a lot of the game. We're talking to Alex Barutha from Rotowire. All right, Alex, coming up in just a little bit, we have Brooklyn hosting the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee has won 14 in a row. Uh, Drew Holiday has just been phenomenal during this stretch without Giannis. Uh, they are laying six, six and a half. If you like the Bucks, you can get a six. If you like the Nets, you can get a six and a half out there. Uh, do the Bucks keep on rolling here uh, with them being in Brooklyn tonight? I think so. Yeah. I mean, Bucks are fully healthy tonight. You know, Giannis comes back from an injury. I, I don't think he'll have too many limitations. You mentioned Drew Holiday playing at an all NBA level. Middleton hasn't even really gotten cooking yet, but he's had some nice games off the bench for them. Portis is back. I just don't think that the Nets, this version of the Nets is going to be the team that stops Milwaukee's run. If anything, I think it's the upcoming Philly game. That will give the Bucks the most trouble. I just don't envision the Bucks losing this one. You can follow Alex on Twitter at Alex underscore NBA Rutha. He is Alex Barutha from uh, Rotowire. Uh, just big picture on the Bucks, though, uh, because it feels like it's Celtics, Bucks, and then everybody else. Is that the way you look at this Eastern Conference, or do you think the Sixers or the Heat or somebody else could be a thorn in the Celtics or Bucks side? As much as I. Uh, you know, I think I'm relatively high in the on the 76ers and maybe the the Cavaliers compared to most people. I still consider them those two teams like tier two title contenders or at least Eastern Conference contenders. Bucks and Celtics for me are still those number one and number two teams. Bucks have all the experience in the world. They've done it. Giannis has put on amazing finals performances. You know, I think that experience matters. And they're obviously they've they've caught fire right now. Um, you know, they, they finally come together. So yeah, Boston and Milwaukee for me. Another game that uh, jumps out to you late night. We head to Los Angeles, the Clippers hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves number at six and a half right now for the Clippers. Alex Clippers lay in that six and a half against the T-Wolves. Kawhi is playing vintage Kawhi. He's been awesome as of late here. Uh, Clippers lay in six and a half against the T-Wolves. What do you like in this spot? I like taking the Clippers here. I mean, like you mentioned, Kawhi's playing awesome. The Westbrook edition has looked fine, surprisingly. Um, you know, you have Paul George playing well. Like, this is a really deep Clippers team going up against a, a Timberwolves team. Right now, Rudy Gobert is questionable, right? So even if he plays, he's probably not 100%. And the the Wolves, they just, they got rid of D'Angelo Russell, and I get why they did that, but they just do not have a secondary scoring option anymore. It's all falling on the shoulders of Anthony Edwards. He's looking a little broken down. I just think... Going up against this Clippers team, this is not the spot for them. I think they're really going to struggle here against the depth that the Clippers have and obviously the top-end talent between Kawhi and, and Paul George. So you didn't mention the biggest trade deadline or post-trade deadline acquisition or whatever the hell Russell Westbrook <laughs> ended up in Los Angeles with the Clippers. Does that move the needle at all for you as far as the Clippers' chances come playoff time? I mean, 
Yes, in the sense that it just can't hurt them because if he doesn't play well and he's not part of their scheme, whatever they want to do, they can just cut him. So the depth, it just helps. And he gives them, I mean, they were a little bit of a sleepy team at times. Like they need to get someone who would just take the ball and get into the lane. Russ, he doesn't always make the right decisions when he gets in there, but it gives them a new look. And again, it's really only upside for them. We're talking once again to Alex Barutha. All right, let's get a little player prop action here Ooh, tonight. We I had like uh, we had uh, Rick Kamala likes under Damian Lillard. Alex likes he leans over, not an official play, but that would be the way if uh, if forced to play it with you know Sean's stack of money, that would be the way uh, he would roll. But a uh, one that you do like. Let's head to the Pacers visiting the Dallas Mavericks. This game coming up in about an hour and a half or so. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Sitting at over under 18 and a half points tonight, Alex. So which way are you looking for Ty Halliburton on the road at Dallas? Yeah, I, I like player props that correlate with teams winning and losing games. I mean, some players, whether they play well, they play bad, like that really strongly correlates with how their team does. Halliburton only averages 15 and a half points a game on the road in Pacers losses. So that's a spot where he has struggled this season. They kind of go as he goes. I mean, last time I checked, he was still leading the NBA in touches. Um, this is just a spot where I should mention Dallas is favored by nine points in this game. Obviously, that doesn't mean they're going to win. But I think this is the kind of position where I wouldn't mind taking the Halliburton under 18 and a half and actually parlay that with the Mavs money line. Mm. Uh, that might get you up to like plus 130, something like that. Not a ton because the Mavs are favored by so much. But yeah, there's there is a strong correlation with those road losses and, and Halliburton's points. You know what's interesting is uh, I remember when he was traded to Indy from the Kings and people were so distraught and disgruntled that the Kings were willing to walk away from Halliburton and it kind of worked out in the Kings' favor, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a chance both teams win that trade. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think Indiana wanted a new guy, a younger guy for the future. And Halliburton's looked good. He's he's an all-star. Um, but yeah, and the Kings are rolling with Sabonis. So I think it's a, it could be a win-win for both teams. You know... We can't talk an NBA segment. We're not uh, legally obligated to talk an NBA segment without mentioning LeBron's injury. Well, where where Bronny's going to school? Is he making his college <laughs> he decision? He still hasn't made that decision. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. He's waiting for the NIL money to come in. Uh, but, Alex, when you look at this Lakers team, they're you know, nine, nine-and-a-half-point underdogs tonight. That game coming up bottom of the hour in Memphis. But he's going to be reassessed in two weeks. They're on the outside looking in of the play-in tournament. Um, you know, Sunday, watching that game, it led to a lot of people thinking, oh, maybe they avoid the play-in tournament altogether, and now you've got this LeBron injury. Can you get behind seeing the Lakers figuring it out to get into the play-in tournament, knowing that I believe they have the easiest schedule in the NBA to close out the season? Having the easiest schedule certainly helps. I... I wouldn't bank on them figuring it out without LeBron because they couldn't figure it out with LeBron. <laughs> now, like the moves, the moves they made at the deadline were good. Like I, I like what they did at the deadline. They got Russell Vanderbilt Beasley. Those guys are going to help a ton. They're going to help AD tonight. Cause AD is going to need to have a big game with, with D'Angelo Russell also out. I'm just not a believer for as long. You have know, LeBron's out at least two weeks. I think, I mean, I just think they're done as, as good as the moves they made were. Yeah. It's uh It'll be something uh, to see how this all uh, unfolds out in Los Angeles. Alex, great stuff, man. Bucks, Clippers, and Ty Halliburton under. Appreciate the insight Good stuff. tonight. Of course. Thanks for having me. There he is, Alex Barutha. Check him out. Rotowire, Alex underscore NBA 
Rutha you like that? on Twitter. Westbrook, the biggest move of the trade deadline? You said that? Yeah, I said I, that. What is your fascination with a, a, a player who basically I just think allows it for I teams think it can't not help. to win? I think it can't help with be entertaining. I'm not, I don't think it's necessarily a good basketball move. <laughs> well, if, if, you're looking, gonna be if you're looking for entertainment, fine. You're going to get it. But, by the way, Kawhi is playing out of his mind well, right now. Well, we only play two weeks a year. <laughs> no, should hopefully be good two weeks. As, uh, as Lawrence Murray let me know last week, he's he hasn't missed uh, back-to-back games, I think, all year. Who? Kawhi Leonard. He sat out, like, the first 20 games of the season. Well, since he's been back. Oh. By the way, Virginia up 19 to 10. See if that line holds. I need your dookies here, Sean, to pick it up. The game stopped. They won. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Facts. It is VSIN primetime. VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, guess what? The VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. It is VEASAN primetime alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Had ourselves uh, an interesting day in Indianapolis. A lot coming out. And uh, we'll start with the uh, as the Aaron turns in <laughs> Green Bay. Uh, we heard from Brian Gutekunst, the team president of the Green Bay Packers. Spoke to the media, or the general manager, I should say, of the Green Bay Packers. And I'm just going to read his quote, Sean, and you tell me what you think they mean. Quote, Until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table right now. But we really need to have those conversations. We want what's best for the Green Bay Packers, what's best for Aaron, so we'll get to that once those conversations happen. That regarding whether or not they've talked to Aaron Rodgers. More from Gutekunst, certainly people would be interested in Aaron Rodgers, right? if they thought he was available. What do you think happens? I guess we'll start with, because there were, there was reports coming out last week that they were fed up with Aaron Rodgers and all of this. They are. I last week, I kind of came to the conclusion. I think he's going to stay with all the money that he's owed and, and everything. But man, that's pretty, it almost I mean it's it's wild to think Sean here we are again it almost feels like it's the it's the Brett Favre saga part 2 and they're waiting to see if if Jordan Love is going to be their guy and it it certainly feels like there's a chance that uh they're just they're waiting this well, is the time to sell. First of all the the entire uh statement sounds like it's a, a pre-cell phone statement. 
like pre-social media, like email doesn't exist. Like, what's the slowdown in having the conversation? Like, the Packers did not make the playoffs, right? Correct. So they've had a whole bunch of free time. Mm-hmm. All of January, all of February, now that it's over. That's 60 days. So what do you mean? Well, they haven't talked. When we have the conversation. Does Aaron's phone not work? Does he tell you guys not to contact him until he, he contacts you He was in the darkness for a couple days. That was days. four days. Did he even last all four days? I mean, you mean he's in touch with Pat McAfee more than he is the Green Bay Packers? I think yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's, they're just trying to uh, leverage the best deal possible. So, Gutekunst, once again, meeting with the media today, said they haven't spoken much, him and Rodgers, <laughs> since their end-of-the-season meetings, but hopes for a decision before the start of free agency, which is two weeks away, March I don't even think 15th. they had an end-of-the-season meeting. There's no way Aaron wasn't on the next plane tonight, the day after the uh, Lions game. Back to Cali. No way possible. So this quote is pretty interesting. He's a great player, as we just said. But until we have those conversations, I think all options are on the table. We need to have those conversations. We want what's best for the Green Bay Packers. Well, if they were smart, they'd have did this last year. We'd be coming off a full year of Jordan Love throwing to Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, and Christian Watson. So the, and they know where they were. So here's the thing. Rodgers doesn't have a no trade, but he's got so much leverage that he really gets to pick where he wants to go, right? So I can't imagine I don't the know Green if I Bay. I agree with that. I don't, I don't think Rodgers would want to go to the Jets. I don't think that would be his first I don't think choice. so either. Yeah. I also don't think that Packers are going to trade him to an NFC team. I don't think they're going to say, hey, go to San Francisco and be with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, so that's kind of the problem because you know he probably wants to go West Coast, but, I mean, Arizona's got Murray, Chargers have Herbert, Rams have Stafford. You know, it's just one of those things. All those teams out there, the Raiders probably would be the only potential landing spot, and I just don't see how the Raiders could justify what they'd have to give up. With their deficiencies on, on, on from a talent standpoint on defense and then offensive line wise, I mean that would be. Could they even uh, um, could they even add on Rogers' contract and keep Jacobs and, and those kind of guys? Well, I don't think they're keeping Jacobs. Well, I think I mean, they're, they're franchising. Well, they declined his fifth year player option, so that's a whole lot of money to put if you're going to franchise a running back. It's yeah, a but lot I don't of think money. he's mad about that. I mean, for the little money he lost this year, he's going to gain it all back and more with by being a free agent. Yeah, you know. Um, you got to keep Jacobs, by the way. I mean, he earned the right to stay, and, and he's a good back. Paying running backs and isn't yeah, really I'm not most talking about breaking the bank, but ideal. I mean, I think if I've read correctly, he said he doesn't want to play past thirty. Is that right? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, he'd take a four or five year deal, making good, not great money, I would presume. So let's let's spin this to just a, a, the NFC North. So you got the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Reigning NFC North champs. Packers, 8-9 and nine last year. You got the Lions, who once again will be the hot team to back, even though they didn't make the playoffs. And then you've got the Bears, who have the number one overall pick. But what's interesting about this, and I think Mel Kuyper mentioned this, we could conceivably see a situation where the Bears trade down to two with Houston, get whatever that would equate to, and then trade down again to like four and get even more. They could end up getting a whole boatload of assets. I just don't see this. I don't see any way possible if you're Houston that you trade up to one. Well, 
I, I mean, did to, to me, the Bears did it from three to two a couple years ago. Right. So let's just say that, that D'Amico, I was still trying to coach, and D'Amico had made me his quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. The evals are too close between Stroud and Bryce Young, in well, my opinion, to to give up what it was. Because right now, don't they have already have two first round picks? Houston. Yeah. So you basically be. Well, here's what I'll say, and we've seen this happen before, is that there might be a situation, Sean, and who knows if that's the case, but there might be a situation where they say, we have to get... Yeah, Texans have 2-12. and 12. We have to get C.J. Stroud. That's our guy. Or we have to get Bryce Young, and you don't... Because if you're, if you're the Bears, right. the Bears are doing, oh, you're, we're taking calls, right? Oh, yeah. Indianapolis just called. Carolina just called. Las Vegas just called. They, they want number one. And you don't know who they want. You have to be so convinced if you're Houston. And maybe they are. Like yeah. you said, maybe they are. And they're like, we're good. We have an equal grade on C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young or Will Levis or whatever. And we're going to stand pat. I'm just saying there's a possibility the Bears could come out of this draft really, really in a great spot where they pick up multiple assets from dropping back twice and still end up with a Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Tyrese Wilson, whatever it may be. The Bears are intriguing. Maybe not, though, for 2023. So come back to where we are. Let's say let's say the Packers, hypothetically. Right. I don't know all the cap situations, but let's say they trade Aaron Rodgers and they get a first-round pick. So let's say they trade with the Jets and they get the Jets' first-round pick. So they get pick number 13, and that's it. You know, clean they get the 13th overall pick. So now you're looking at the Green Bay Packers and they would have 13 and 15. They have Jordan Love now moving forward. You've got this young emerging talent. They just re-signed Aaron Jones, so that's, you know, sitting in a good spot. Right. Do you look at the Green Bay Packers as a team that is a a a a stock to buy low on if they were to part ways with Aaron Rodgers and move on to Jordan Love? Mm. Knowing that division is Kirk Cousins and the Vikings got some pieces. Defense stinks. Um, you know, Lions certainly playing better, played great down the stretch. Can you buy into the Packers with a whole, really a youthful movement there and for a second straight year having two first-round picks? I could buy it. I would have bought it last year. Yeah. I think they should already be a year into it. So if I thought it was the right decision last year, I definitely think it's the right decision Do you this think year. it'll happen? Um, As of right now, February twenty I mean, eighth, is Aaron Rodgers a Vasilevsky, Packer? The Lightning's goalie gave up seven goals when they played the Panthers. He <laughs> giving up three in the first period. Did I think that was going to happen tonight? No. So, <laughs> just to, to put this in context, what I'm about to say, like I legitimately think there are only two teams that would really be willing to trade up to to one, and that's the Colts at four, and the Panthers at nine. I don't think the Pan- I think the Panthers I think the Panthers signed Derek Carr. I think ultimately Derek Carr's a Panther. Well, free agency could change all of this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I'm Derek Carr, and we've talked about this a bunch, if money is the same everywhere, I go to Carolina. I'd much rather go to Carolina. From what we know, personality-wise, from Derek Carr, from that roster, from that division, from that conference. Carolina, in my opinion, is much more ideal of a spot than the Jets. Disagree? I don't know how I feel about Carolina. I like the young tackle, Ike Aquanu. I think they're okay at the skill positions. Not great. I like DJ Moore, but everything else as a pass catcher, to me, is just average. It's v Prime Primetime. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM Points into MGM Reward Points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com. For terms and conditions, must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification. And eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. (laughs) Sean, the age-old question is, would you rather have your bet lose in excruciating fashion but give you hope? Or would you rather your bet just be a dead right outright loser well let me say this yeah the most dangerous lead in hockey post all-star break has been four goal lead yeah yeah and multiple teams have lost four goal leads so is now the time to uh and they're challenging this one maybe they'll take it down maybe it was a uh, goalie interference but <laughs> you know I, I i thought vasilevsky would bounce back since he gave up seven goals of the panthers first game after the all-star break it looks like he's trying to you know beat that but i'll say this when they came here to vegas and played the uh golden knights he yeah. gave up four in the first period only one the rest of the game so you're telling me there's still a shot lightning in game. Yeah. I mean, why not? Well, I mean, you could save money and not, you know, not bet in game. Uh, if they win the challenge. Yes. If they lose the challenge then take like <laughs> plus two and a half, because <laughs> I know they're going to offer plus two and a half or something in, in, in game. Oh man. All right. Uh, halftime in Charlottesville. At JPJ, John Paul Jones Arena. Oh, they Arena. took it off. Oh, yes. oh, oh, we Uh-oh. got hope, baby. Hey, go take Lightning in-game right now. You need to do it. Yep. Don't be telling people to I do am. it. I am. As soon as we get to the break. Because the period's over. So it's not going to change. It's only four seconds left. All right. Yeah. Don't be telling people to do stuff if you're not going to do it. Hey, Lightning in-game. Let's ride. Bronco Nation. Sean, this is what he likes doing. <laughs> Burning money. You don't like the Lightning? Come on. When it's 4-3 lightning, holla at me. <laughs> I just want Duke to take care of business, not miss layups. Uh, Virginia up on Clemson at the half, 28-23. to 23. Uh, My guys from Milwaukee, Marquette, a win tonight. Outright Big East champs, 43-27. Sixth-ranked Marquette, baby. The Golden Eagles. Hey, the fighting Shaka Smarts. And Shaka we trust. I mean, how much of a chance do you give them because I think the Big East tournament, to win it all? Big East tournament might be tougher than March Madness to actually handicap. Because I think that could go so many different ways. But uh, a team like Marquette, mm-hmm. are they legit Elite Eight caliber, Final Four caliber? I mean, they have the issue that I think a Baylor does and that a Gonzaga does. They're elite offensively, but they struggle defensively. So I, I think... I would be surprised if Marquette made it to the final. Give me court. a team that can score. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, the defense to me is overrated. To me, that's why the Texas Tech last year, the Houston's, they really struggle because when you get in a tight game, especially late in the game, how do you get buckets? 
you know, these teams that can't shoot, you know, just don't have fluid offensive execution like that. That's tough. That's why I do think that Gonzaga is intriguing. We'll say that. Um, and maybe this is the buy low opportunity you would have on a, on a team like Gonzaga. But I, th- that's why this this year, and, and Stucky said it, and we've said it all along. You know, I, it's a cop-out at times to say, oh, you know, it's a wide-open year. But this is a, really a year is. that feels like it. Yeah, it really is. When you've got a Kentucky at 40-1, to 1, a Duke at 40-1, to 1, you know, when you've got these teams that have a lot of talent, they just haven't put it together this year. Yeah, by the way, Duke has no shot. <laughs> they I, might beat NC State tonight. I, but I, I, they can better, I, can they I better change, beat NC can State. Can I change my pick? Nope. Why not? Because that's uh, the way. Once you make the draft, you know, once the Bucks drafted you at they 50. Do, they do post-draft trades. Once, well, who, you got to trade with me? You don't want to. I know. That's why I didn't pick them. You, you, for some reason, if you missed it, with top of this hour, we did a uh, we did a draft, a futures draft, a little competition, and in Group D, which gets you two and a half points for every victory, Sean decided to hitch his wagon with his beloved Duke well, Blue Devils. I put context on it, as you said, my beloved Blue Duke Blue Devils. I just, I almost felt like if I don't play it and they win, like I just, I can't, I can't really like ever say I'm a Duke guy. And the only thing I don't like about us is that we probably got four guys who shouldn't be on scholarship at Duke. Other than that, there's nothing wrong with the team. <laughs> By the way, um, you mentioned earlier tonight about Indiana. And I said, ah. while Iowa's coming off of the miracle at Carver on Saturday, thanks again. Appreciate you, Iowa. Never in doubt, minus four and a half, minus five and a half. They're up 11. Iowa is on Indiana because not only was this Maybe a letdown spot for Iowa. It was a letdown spot for Indiana yeah. coming and, off the win at Mackey. Indiana still got some injuries, too. They're still not all the way. But, again, maybe Iowa's setting themselves up to have done to them what they did to Michigan State this Indiana weekend. second half? I, mean, I need to be watching the game. Let's see. Let's see what that line is, Sean. Indiana, college basketball, second half line. You're looking at Indiana... This is really good content. Hasn't been posted yet. Okay. So I wasted all that time for nothing. All right. Um, we got your guy, our guy, Doug Allen, creator of Entourage, coming up top of the hour. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Are we going to handicap some, like, pickleball or something like that? No. Should the Giants, or can the Giants keep both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? And if they can only keep one as a Giant fan, which one should they keep? All right. Answer the question. Before we bring on Doug Allen, what should they do? If you're the New York football Giants. See, here's my deal with Daniel Jones. I think he's a better indoor quarterback than he is outdoor. But he plays in New York. Now, he really struggles with me when the weather gets bad. But, and I I, I truly think, is Daniel Jones better than Derek Carr? Is he a better option than Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, because... Based on what I heard cars asking for, the price point's the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What you tell me. Do you think, would you, if I you're Brian Dable. I think he's more Dable, athletic, but I think. I agree. With the success Dable has had with quarterbacks. I mean, based on their skill set, I'd be trying to go get uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, I'd be, if I'm the Giants, I'm not paying Daniel Jones 40 plus million a year. I'm not doing it. By the way, speaking of. Lamar Jackson. The Atlanta Falcons, not really a big surprise, but released Marcus Mariota today. Mm -hmm. So on the surface, it would look like, oh, it's Desmond Ritter time. 
However, I think, and many other people believe, the Falcons are going to make a run at Lamar Jackson. They should. Where does Lamar Jackson play next year? Because it certainly seems like it's not going to be Baltimore. Falcons are good as any. Imagine the difference. They have the imagine draft the, capital. Imagine the look of that division if Derek Carr goes to either New Orleans or Carolina. And I'm not saying that Derek Carr is an elite quarterback, but I would say I would put him in the top half of the league, right? Maybe right. in that 15 to 18 range. And then Lamar, rain, uh, not reigning, a former MVP, goes to Atlanta. Whew, man. Is Tampa the worst team in that division? No, well, we got Kyle Trask, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's your guy. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> if you're Atlanta, you got to do it. I mean, you got Kyle Pitts, Drake London, uh, Tyler Algiers had a good year as a running. I mean, you got the pieces. You put Lamar with that. I mean. Do you give, if you're the Atlanta Falcons, oh, if you're I give Arthur up Blank, ask. well, there's giving up which is the eighth overall pick, and I'm sure many other picks. But there's also the compensation. Do you give him oh, absolutely. Deshaun Watson 100%. Deal? Okay. 100%. I mean, I'll make that money back in year one. I can raise ticket prices 3, 4x, and they're going to sell out. People are going to come support Lamar Jackson in Atlanta? Oh, absolutely. That's a no-brainer. Atlanta probably would be the the... I would imagine a third or fourth choice if, if Lamar went down there. Because it's not like the NFC is loaded. If Lamar Jackson goes to Atlanta, at San Francisco, at Philadelphia, Dallas, are they the four, third option? Uh, would you rather have Atlanta than Dallas? Well, the only people going to believe in Dallas is the diehard Dallas fans. I think that ship is sailed. I mean, the, you, the can one, just say, captain, you can just say Dave Ross. The one captained by Dak Prescott, I think for the, the general NFL public, yeah, that ship has already sailed. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh. Come Atlanta on, Lightning. Falcons. Minor setback for a major comeback. Only down 3 nothing. Got him right where you want him, Sean. Can't get it to three, one, a 3 without getting it to 3-1. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Doug Allen, creator of Entourage, will join us next right here on Vsin Primetime. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.